In John chapter 13, uh, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ here in verse 12. John 13 and verse 12. And the Bible says, So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. You can be seated tonight. Heavenly Father, we come to you. We thank you for another wonderful Lord's Day that you've given us. Uh, But Lord, it's preaching time now, and we certainly do desire uh, your help. Uh, We desire in that uh, an unction from the Holy One tonight and to hear from heaven. Lord, I cannot do this on my own, and I pray that you'd come by and help. Lord, I've studied what I believe to be the message for the hour tonight, and I pray that, Lord, that you would do something in our hearts that I cannot do. But only you can. There may be somebody here tonight that is lost, that has never been saved. Maybe one of these youngins have realized their lost condition and want to come and get saved tonight. I pray that would happen. Lord, we ask tonight that you would encourage those that need encouragement, strength. I would give direction for those that need direction. Lord, there may be somebody here tonight that is just down in heart. And I pray you would help those. Lord, again, we do thank you for Calvary and for what it means and for an empty tomb, uh, for you being our Savior tonight. I thank you for that. Thank you for eternal life. Save that sinner's news tale for these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, Most of us would know this passage of Scripture. Uh, This is the time that Calvary uh, is uh, gaining near. If I could say that, he is about to go to Calvary. Uh, As a matter of fact, he is going to be betrayed. This is the time when he is uh, celebrating the Passover with uh, his disciples. And uh, John sees it just a little bit different, or writes it a little bit different than uh, the other three Gospels. You know, they tell us uh, about uh, having the supper. They tell us about uh, how that he broke the bread and passed the cup and uh, all those things. And all he tells us here, John does, that... Uh, after supper, he tells us uh, what he done, how that Jesus washed their feet and, uh, and gave them to be an example in that uh, of a servant. I want us to look, if I could, right here in uh, verse 13. Now, he comes on down through here, uh, and, and he asks them a question in verse 12. Uh, he said, know you what I have done to you? Well, yes, he's washed their feet, but it was more... Uh, than washing their feet. Uh, because he, he comes on down through here and he says, For I have given you an example uh, that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that sent greater uh, than he that sent him. And what he's teaching them here is how to be a servant and to serve one another. And if I could look for just a little bit and go back to verse 13 and keeping what he said in mind. Notice he said, you call me Master and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. 
And tonight, I, I would just simply want to preach on our Master and Lord tonight. Is the Lord Jesus Christ your Master and Lord in your life tonight? Who has control and who is running your life? You go back and you look at the... Well, this is a great example of your King James Bible and that, defining words for you. Uh, if you don't know what Lord means, all you have to do is look at the word master and vice versa. Uh, the word master means a man who rules or governs uh, or directs either men or a business. It means a Lord. Uh, a ruler, one who has supreme dominion. You look at the word Lord and the very first definition that it gives for Lord is a master. Ain't that just like your King James Bible to define something for you when you don't know what it means? It means a, a person possessing supreme power and authority. And some of you men will like this. When I looked it up, no joke, you can go look in Webster's 1828 Dictionary. It says a husband. Amen. Nobody shouted right there. Amen. Scared to. Yeah, amen, brother. <laughs> amen. And I'm going to deal with that here in a minute, by the way. But in Scripture, it's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and Jehovah God. You go through and you'll find that. And even though the Lord Jesus Christ is... Uh, Lord and Master, and even though He is the one that rules and uh, governs, He Himself became a servant. He became a servant to His disciples right here uh, when He taught them how to wash feet, when He taught them what to do to one to another. Uh, but Paul told us in the book of Philippians, uh, He said, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made Himself of no reputation, took upon Himself, uh, took upon Him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And so when Christ left heaven and came down here and took on our likeness, took on the likeness of flesh, He become a servant for our sake. You do realize that Christ Jesus died for you. You realize that He came for you. He came for this world and that to save them. He become a servant so that me and you might be saved tonight. But we look at this passage of Scripture and we find as he talks about being a master and a Lord, the thing about being a servant is you've come to do the will of your master. See, that's the thing about a servant. A servant's will is not his own anymore. Jesus told him in John 4, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. In John 6, he said, For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And that was his Father. Two things I want to look at tonight in calling him Lord and Master and being honest in everything. There's a lot of people say that he's the Lord of my life, but that's not really true. That's not really true tonight because, number one, first of all, if he is the Lord of your life, then you're submissive to His will tonight. 
There is a so Jesus, listen, left heaven uh, uh, knowing what he was going to have to come down here and face, uh, knowing that he was going to leave the glory of the Father, uh, uh, knowing that he was going to leave the glory of heaven, uh, but yet he come down here uh, because that was the Father's will tonight. He was willing uh, and that to do that. He was submissive uh, uh, and that to the heavenly Father. That word submission means to yield uh, uh, or resign to the power or authority of another. That means we give up our will uh, uh, and that to somebody else. If you look in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, it's, uh, it's talking about husbands and wives and it's uh, talking about the church, by the way, over there. Uh, he talks about being in submission. Ephesians chapter 5 and uh, verse 20. Uh, he said, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ. Being under subjection, being under submission, uh, yielding your will and that to another. He said, look, just as the wife does that with her husband, uh, uh, he said, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. He said, that is how the church uh, is to be to Christ. And by the way, if you're saved and you're part of the church, and he's talking about you. Well, we're going to shout tonight, ain't we? Let's go back and sing in the choir this morning. Amen? We'll shout it out a while. Well, ain't this exciting tonight? To get to talk about serving the Lord and giving up our will. I, I, I'll be honest with you tonight. That is not something I like to deal with. That is not something I like to do. I, I, is to give up me uh, uh, and that to do something else. Uh, uh, for him, I like me a lot of times. Let me, let, let, let me say this. That, that, that when you got saved, you had to submit uh, uh, and that to the Savior. You had to submit to His will. You saw yourself lost. Uh, uh, you saw yourself, you know, uh, uh, one of the, uh, the writer in Job said, For vain man would be wise, uh, uh, though he's born like a wild ice is cold. Uh, uh, and that's how man is. They want to do their own thing uh, and go their own way. But to get saved, you have to come under submission and that to the Lord. You've got to give up your will. Your will says do it your way. Your will says I, I, I can be good enough. Your will uh, says that uh, I, 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 can, I can have my works weighed out uh, at the end. I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to be found wanting uh, uh, at the end of it all if you're trying to get on your works. Amen. What was it that he told uh, 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 told uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar over there? Uh, you know, with, with the writing on the wall. Uh, uh, you know, you, you've been waiting the balances and you've been found wanting. I'm going to tell you, if, if if you're waiting on that, then you're in trouble tonight. Trying your own works. I do think man is able to see his sinful nature. I do not think we're so depraved as the Calvinist will teach you. I don't think we're so depraved that we cannot see our sinful nature. And that's the thing. We see our sinful nature but think uh, that we can solve it on our own. But we must come under submission and that to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then come to Him. It was God that knocked on my heart that night in John chapter 6 when He said, No man cometh unto the Father. Uh, no man cometh unto me except the Father which has sent me. Uh, draw Him and I will raise Him up uh, uh, in the last day. Hey, somebody, uh, something, the Holy Spirit by the way, knocked on my heart that night. 
As I've told you many times, I couldn't tell you what the preacher preached on that night, but I sure do remember when, when I got under conviction and wanted to get saved. I remember that, amen. Had to give up some pride. Ain't that what he said in John chapter 3 over there? And this is the condemnation that lies come to the world. Men love darkness uh, rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth light, neither cometh to light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Folk don't want to come to Jesus. They've got to give their self up. They've got to give their works up. They've got to, they just got to give it all up. But he said, you have called me Master and Lord. And you say, well, for so I am. If He's going to be our Master and Lord after we've been saved uh, and we're going to follow Him, then there must be a submission uh, to His will. We're not robots. Uh, we didn't get saved. We uh, didn't get saved and that. Uh, 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 to just Let me say how I can say this. God didn't take your will away when you got saved. Right? I mean, He changed you into a new man, uh, uh, into a new woman. He, he changed you. I understand that. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. And, and, and most of you all know uh, that over the book of Ephesians and Colossians, uh, uh, He talks about putting off the old man and putting on the new. Take your Bible and go over to the book of Ephesians tonight. When I get there, I'll let you know. Ephesians uh, chapter 4. Ephesians 4, look in verse 22. I'm talking about being submissive to His will tonight. If He is to be Lord and Master of your life, then you must be submissive to His will. It is one thing to be saved. Are you listening to me tonight? It is one thing for you to get saved and be ready uh, to go to heaven and to have peace in your life tonight about dying, but it is a whole nother about submitting yourself and that to the will of God. In verse 22, he said that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after, which after, which after God is created in righteousness and true Holiness. You've got to put off the old man and put on the new man. You all have heard me say a lot of times over the years, I have struggled with them verses. To understand what was going on. To understand that, uh, that yeah, I knew that I was made different when I got saved. But it was up to me to put off the old man and to put on the new man. It was up to me. You, you know, he, he, Paul says in Romans 6, I, I, let, let us walk in newness of life. You know what that means? Walk like you're saved. Walk like you have new life. Act like a Christian should act. That's what he's talking about tonight. But, but, but to do that thing, to, 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 have, uh, to, to say that Jesus is Lord and Master means that we have become submissive to his will. Acts chapter 9, uh, Saul of Tarsus is out uh, on the road to Damascus. Uh, Jesus comes and reveals himself to him. Uh, uh, and he said in verse 6, And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? That's a good question, ain't it? That's a good question that, that, that I think that me and you ought to ask tonight. If you don't know God's will for your life, uh, is asking, Lord, what would you have me to do? 
What do you want me to do? Some agencies got it figured out on, on most of it. I, I like what Brother Marvin said uh, this morning, and, and, and we'll repeat it again tonight. Uh, God didn't call everybody to preach. He didn't make, put everybody on the mission field. Uh, he does. He, he, he makes some people missionaries. He makes some people preachers. He makes some of them preachers' wives. But some people, you know what he does with them? Uh, he, he just makes them church members and he wants them to be faithful and be a good mama and a good daddy and raise their children in church. That's what he does. And be a good witness for him wherever you may go. That's it. And I think if, if that's what God uh, wants you to do, I think you ought to do the best that you can do at it tonight. Amen. I think you mamas ought to be good mamas and daddies ought to be good daddies tonight. Let me say, you never know who you're raising in your house. Right? That's what you Sunday school teachers, you, you never know. Brother Marvin may mention, you never know who you got in your Sunday school class. Because I'll guarantee you, them, them ladies that taught me uh, growing up, they didn't know what I was going to become, that I was going to get the pastor of this church. They didn't know that. I just seen a little old boy down there that was mean as a striped snake and full of the devil sometimes. Amen. I still remember, I still remember some of those things that those women taught me in that Sunday school class. Still remember that. But to be submissive means that we've gave up our will and said, Lord, what would you have me to do? And, and be like Isaiah, uh, over in Isaiah 6, where the Lord said, uh, Whom shall I send and who will go for me? And he waves at him and says, Lord, here am I, send me. Hey, we need to be volunteering for the Lord's work. If you're going to be submissive, that's what you have to do. I'm going to tell you, submissive is hard sometimes. Submissive to the will of God is hard. It's not always easy. It's not always easy to do what God wants you to do. Amen. It's not always easy to be submissive to His Word. Right? Amen. I wish it was easy sometimes. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, if, if we really want to please the Lord and say, all I want to do, Lord, is please you, I think it'll get easier when that's really our desire tonight. When it's really our desire and that to read His Word and uh, to hear His Word and to heed His Word. Can I ask you tonight, do we do what He says? You know, in verse 17, he, he, well, he tells them the servant is not greater than his Lord. In verse 16, neither he that sent him greater than he, uh, neither he that, hmm, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. You know, I think we're happy if, if we do what the Word of God says. Because you know why? The Lord will be pleased with us. I've told you a thousand times over the years, it does not matter whether I'm pleased or not, what all that matters. It don't matter if your neighbor's pleased. It really don't matter if your husband and wife is pleased. What matters is the very fact is God pleased with you. And I'll be honest with you tonight, you can probably find whether he's pleased with you or not out of this book right here. There must be a submission. Jesus said, I come to do the will of Him that sent me. You know who sent us? The Lord Jesus Christ. 
You know who saved us? The Lord Jesus Christ. And then He said, go and tell what I've done for you. We need to be submissive to His will. He said in Ephesians 5, Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I think you can know what the will of God is for your life. Sometimes it's a little tough. Sometimes it's a little hard. uh, And that to know. And then sometimes when you do know it, sometimes it's a little hard to do it. But He'll help us do it. If He's Master and Lord of your life, you'll go do that. But then for Him to be Master and Lord, there must be humility. You find right here that the Lord... He become very humble and that to put a towel about him. What was it it said over here after supper had ended? It says that he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself and that he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel wherewith he was girded. That was a place of humility. Listen, He's Lord and Master. That's Jesus Christ, the the very Son of God. Uh, He is down here uh, washing His disciples' feet. That's a place of humility. He had brought Himself uh, into a place of humility. And and I'm going to be honest with you, some people want to be submissive, but they struggle with it because there's no humility in their life. You know, to be humble means to be low as opposed to to high or lofty. It means opposed to proud or haughty. And then it said this, submissive. That goes back to the first point, don't it? To be humble, we must be submissive, but we cannot be high or lofty or arrogant. Jesus was not too good to wash His disciples' feet. He was not too good to leave heaven. He was not too good and have to come down here and robe himself in flesh. He was not too good and that to go to Calvary so that me and you might be saved. You're talking about that song she sung tonight, Hallelujah, what a Savior. Hey, he is Hallelujah, what a Savior. Amen. To be lowly tonight, to be humble, to have humility, you've got to get you out of the way. Man, that is a hard thing for me to do. That is a hard thing for me to do sometimes is to get me out of the way. To make my marriage run good, sometimes I just have to get me out of the way. Amen. Sometimes I've, I've not had me out of the way and I've said things and done things that I wish that I hadn't done. And then I end up having to get me out of the way because then i got to go apologize. Hello? Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to try to keep peace in my house no matter what because I like having a peaceful house. I do. I could tell you some stories about my wife and our cat, but I won't do that tonight. It's not real peaceful sometimes. I'm surprised she did not say amen right there. But we become submissive because there's humility in our life and humbleness in our life. There's at times that I can see where old Mark is starting to get in the way on things. 
And I've told most of you all, well, I've said it from this pulpit more than once. I can remember preaching revival over in the country on, on, the, other, on the other side of the county over there. Uh, and, and boy, I, I'm telling you, the first two nights when, uh, when I got ready to go, the preacher would have me go stand back there at the back of the door and, and I would shake hands and folk would come by and, 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 and they would say, man, that's some of the best preaching I ever heard in the world. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good, I like that statement. I, I kind of wonder if some folk wasn't lying to me. But that, that'll begin to work on your mind if you ain't careful. To think that, uh, boy, you've, you've done something. And I remember, get, I remember getting in the car on that Tuesday night uh, and, and, and folk had come by and told me what a great job I was doing in preaching that revival. And, and boy, we were having a good time and uh, the Lord was helping. He really was. I think folk was getting some help. I mean, I said some things that first night. I, I remember saying the preacher come to me, the pastor come to me, and he said, Brother, you said some things tonight that my church needed to hear. I thought, boy, what a blessing. I mean, what a blessing. I, you know, I, I just like to go in and preach. If I'm going to go preach revival, I don't want the preacher to tell me nothing that's going on. And that way, if I, if I, if I, if I uh, plow out a stunt, then boy, I know God had to do it. Amen. And not me. But I remember getting in that car that Tuesday night and I was preaching all week and I think I was preaching all week. Uh, but but I, I, I remember going home on that Tuesday night and I remember getting in the car and driving home and I just remember telling the Lord as I was praying on the way home, Lord, you're going to have to help me with my humility because they're, they're about to blow up my pride. My pride's about to go and get the best of me if I ain't careful. Now if you can see that coming, that's a great thing because you can stop it. Have I always seen it coming? No. And sometimes it's got the better of me. And it'll get the better of you if you ain't careful. By humility though, can I tell you tonight, to be a servant, it takes humility. The Lord Jesus Christ, He is teaching them about how to be that servant. When you read this passage of Scripture that we read, uh, He is talking about being a servant to others. Right? We're talking about being a servant for Him. We follow His will. We do what He wants us to do. Uh, uh, listen, we go out and witness. We go out and live for Him. Uh, uh, we worship Him. We follow His will. Find it. And listen, His will is the same for all of us in some parts. We're to read the Bible. We're to pray. We're to live right. We're to obey. Verse 17, He said, If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. That's talking about being in obedience to Him. But to be a servant to others. I want you to take your Bible and go to the book of Luke chapter 10 tonight. While you're going there, I'll read you this. Romans 12 said, Be of the same mind one, to, one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Don't be so proud about things that you're too proud to help somebody, that you're too proud to serve somebody. Look in verse 30. We all know the story of the Good Samaritan, or you should. Luke 10, verse 30. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, 
uh, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pens, uh, and gave them to the host, and said unto them, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Now understand what Jesus is trying to do right here. He's trying to teach them who their neighbor is. I understand that. But when we look at this Samaritan, when we look at all three of these, or all four of these men, one, you have the one that is, uh, uh, that is wounded, that is stripped of his raiment. He fell among them thieves in verse 30. Now notice how he is. Uh, he's stripped of his raiment, he's wounded, uh, and he's half dead. Would you say that he could not help himself? Right? It is one thing to help somebody that can help themselves. Or, or, or not to help somebody that can help theirself. But I would dare say that this feller could not help himself. So here comes the religious crowd. You have the priest and the Levite that went by that looked at him, saw him in his situation, saw him how he was, that he needed help. But they were not going to help him. Don't know why they didn't help him other than the fact that they probably didn't want to get around him, did not want to get involved. How many of us have ever said that? Boy, I don't want to get involved. Uh, I don't really want to be around them people. Uh, Whether we want to, we classify people sometimes. Amen, preacher. But notice he said right here, a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. He did not go to him and ask him, how did you get in this shape? He did not say, boy, if you would have just stayed, if you would have just stayed in Jerusalem and not went to Jericho, this would have never happened to you. I've had to learn this stuff over the years. That it really don't matter how some people got in the shape that they're in, they're in that shape. And if we're going to serve them and help... Did you catch that? If we're going to serve them and help them, it ain't really going to matter how they got there. I understand about people that can help themselves and are taking advantage of the situation. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that cannot help themselves and serving them. Notice what he done. He came to where he was. Sometimes we just go by where people are and we see them in their need. He saw him. Notice what he said right here in verse 33. He saw him and then the Bible said he had compassion on him. And boy, I always draw a great type out of that. You know, the Lord saw us where we were and he had compassion on us because boy, we sure couldn't help ourselves. But notice what it said in verse 34. He saw him and had compassion on him. He put himself in his own shoes right there and said, Boy, what would I want somebody to do for me if I was in that fellow's shape right there? That's really what compassion means. To put yourself in another's place. Boy, that's the Mark Latham version of it. But notice it said he went to him. You know why he went to him? Because he couldn't get to him. Just as, as we could not get to Christ or get to God, but Christ come to us uh, uh, and got us to God. But you know, there is some people, they need help. 
I noticed he said he bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an end and took care of him. For that night right there, he, 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 he paid for the room. He took his own medicine, the oil and wine, and put it in him. And the Bible said right here, and took care of him and owned the morrow. So tomorrow has come. He has stayed with him this night and took care of him. And see, he's half dead. He, and no doubt he's probably clothed him and, uh, and tried to help him the best that he could. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. It cost him to be a servant right there. He didn't make anything out of the deal to be a servant. Cost him. Cost him time and cost him money. Am I not right? Sometimes being a servant to others is going to cost us. And that is hard to swallow sometimes. That is hard to comprehend. That is hard uh, to get a hold of. But right here, he done it. You know what he said? Uh, You go ahead and you take care of him. And when I come again, he said, I'll go ahead and pay you what you spend. Well, that was my money, preacher. That was my time. Okay. I'll never get in that shape. Okay. You go ahead and think that. You go ahead and believe that because you never know what kind of shape you're going to get in. You never know where you're going to be at when you need help. Boy, you'll wish somebody had come by. And helped. Can I ask you something? What about serving each other in the church? What about serving one another? Galatians 5, Paul said this, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. You know what he said? Instead of biting and devouring one another, he said love on each other. Uh, and he said by love you serve one another. Amen. And it takes humility to do that. It takes a submissive will and that to do that. He said you call me Lord and Master. Uh, and he said you've said well. For so I am. But is he really to us tonight? Galatians 6, he said, As we have therefore opportunity, let's do good unto all men, especially unto them that are the household of the faith. Do, do we do good to each other? You, you know, he taught his disciples how to be a servant with each other. He taught them humility, and he taught them submissiveness. And if we're going to serve the Lord in our life, that's what it's going to take, is humility and submissiveness. I heard a preacher preaching on, on, on a little bit of this, well, not this subject, but about serving each other just the other day. And he said, ain't it a wonderful thing that the Lord lets us come to church? And, and sometimes we get aggravated with each other, and if we're not careful, we'll be rude to each other in the church and all these problems that we have. And ain't it good that the Lord allows us to come to church and experience those things, that we can serve each other by, in, in love, so that when we have to go out there... So it's in here that it's in here that we're learning to be a Christian out there. Because you know what? Not everybody's going to love you out there. 
Right? And we're still to serve out there. We're still to let Him be our Master and Lord out there. I hope y'all got this tonight. I hope I brought it. The Lord been our helper. I, I hope I hope we've got it tonight. That uh, to be the servant, for Him to be our Master and Lord, there's got to be submissiveness and humility to do those things tonight. Let's bow our heads tonight, if we would.